0: so that more of us can live a healthier and happier life. Now, let's get into the episode. Hey, Genius Leader, welcome to another episode of the show. This will be a solo one, potentially triggering some of you and feeling like an attack, but it's a conversation that we need to have, and I think it's very important to listen carefully to this topic. If you are in any leadership, HR position within the company, it's for you it's important to look at whether you are feeling that this is something that might be relevant for you. I'll provide both the description of the problem that we'll be talking about, but also several things to look at to do a quick but fairly effective diagnostic of how is the culture within your company, how is the leadership within your company, and whether you need to take some action to improve that particular part. I'm taking a deep breath here because it's, as I said, Some people get very surprised how straightforward I am with my position or my opinion on this topic. And the topic is the autonomy courses for employees. This is a request I have been getting on multiple occasions. From different companies in the past three years. So, I do corporate trainings or leadership trainings within uh, smaller companies. And some of these requests have been can you teach our individual contributors? So, not necessarily the managers and the leaders, but people who are the employees on how to be more autonomous, how to work better on their own, and so on. And my take on that is that if you need to ask a trainer or mind shifter like me for an autonomy course for your employees, What you do is you're blaming the rape victim. Yep, that's it. I said it. It's there. It's out there in the the universe, not only behind the closed doors, uh, where I talk with potential or current clients. What I mean by this. If you feel like your employees are not quote-unquote autonomous, it's not about them. I would go as far as to state that there is a 100% chance that the issue is in Drum roll, please. Leadership. Yes, if you are a leader in such an organization, the problem is in you. Hashtag sorry, not sorry. But hey, I'm here, you know me. I'm here to love you, to provide value for you. I'm not here to point fingers. I'm here to bring awareness to the next level for you and also to provide some solutions on what to look Uh, for and how to fix the issues if you identify that, yeah, this might be the case in my organization. So what can we do? Before that, I actually give you a bit of background of why I'm talking about that. I started having those conversations in the beginning of COVID, mainly with the companies from the US at that time. When the pandemic hit and everyone was stuck at home, quite a lot of employers there were worried about lack of control over their teams and employees individually. They were asking me questions, how do I make sure my employees work enough? how do I make sure that they actually deliver? And so on and so forth. And that's where the conversation of, oh, we need some kind of autonomy work courses. And those conversations were weird for me because in that period, I would rather be worried about people overworking, not underworking and underperforming, and over stressing themselves because we all know so well the boundaries between work and private life have been removed. There was a very high stress level related to uncertainty, to being stuck at home with potentially partner, kids, whatever it is. Maybe your workplace was not, or your home was not at all adjusted to be a effective workplace, and so on and so forth. So there were so many factors And when I heard managers or leaders talking about how do I make sure our people are not just sitting on the sofa eating popcorn the whole day and then they just report their hours, to me, that was weird. And that was the sign that something is off with the leadership within the company and the culture. And I had to very gently, very respectfully, but very straightforward as well, talk about that with those leaders that, hey, most probably your employees are actually getting out of their skin to do their job in a good way, despite all the stress, all the uncertainty, potential illness, and so on and so forth going on right now around them. And there, just two weeks ago, I had similar conversation again with a company from the Nordics. And that surprised me that I had to have that conversation again. And uh, that is why I decided to bring it up here on the podcast and record an episode about that, because I feel like it's a recurring theme. Now and then, even the best or Even great leaders with the best intentions who want to create a healthy workplace fall into this trap of thinking that their people need this kind of help of learning how to work on their own. So here are three things that I usually walk people through if I if hear, hear that their employees might not be empowered enough to act independently. so let's talk about each of them. I'll uh, give you a short statement about it, explain very briefly why. This might be an issue and also suggest some way on how you can tackle that. So the first one, micromanagement from the leadership team. If people are not taking decisions on their own, if people are asking manager to provide the solutions all the time and so on, quite often it comes down to micromanagement from that manager. I mean, why would people use their brains and talents if their manager will come and dictate their own rules anyways? It just doesn't make sense. And you need to th- remember that we are lazy creatures by nature, humans. And all the progress is thanks to that. So when we feel like, okay, I do have ambition. I do have my opinions. I do have experience that I can bring to the table here. But why would I use it if my manager comes and crosses it all over with a red fat pen and then just tells me, do X, Y, and Z without explaining maybe, Why exactly this way, how they thought, so that I can learn from that and think that way to the solution next time. And suggesting one thing here would be to set a rule for yourself to not act when an employee comes to you with a fire to put out. I give you an example of one of my clients. He was complaining to me in our sessions very passionately that his people are just so lazy, they are not thinking themselves, they're always coming to him for the opinion, for the decision, for the uh, solutions, and so on and so forth. And he was so tired of that. And I had to give him a tough love time and say that, hey, this is your own fault. When have you actually given them permission to use their own brain, to make decisions, to maybe make mistakes? And he took it very seriously in a, in a positive way and took a decision himself to stop answering the phone. Because that was in the middle of the COVID, so they they were all working remotely. So his rule was to not pick up the phone when his people are calling. And before that, he informed everyone like, hey, I'm not picking up the phone. I need to preserve my mental health state and uh, focus. So I will call you at the first possible time for myself. If the house is on fire, send me a text message with attention in capitals in the beginning of the message. People kept calling him, even during our sessions, and it was so interesting to observe his reaction. He was so tense whenever his phone would ring, and he would take it and and look at that, and, and he would just throw the phone away and like, I'm not picking up. He was so charged with emotions from all that situation. But what happened? With his rule, actually, the last part of it, he would call back 10 to 15 minutes latest later, So he would not miss, uh, he would miss a call, he would not pick it up, but then he would call back very soon. And in 95% of cases, the police would answer the phone with saying something like, oh, that was nothing. Or yeah, we had a problem, but it's already solved or it's already being solved. He was shocked, really, by letting go of control, by just saying like, hey, I'm here if, if you really, really need me, but I trust that you can actually handle the things. He gave the power and permission for his people to suddenly act again, to suddenly think again, to suddenly use their talents, their experiences to actually bring the value to the company. And my client suddenly didn't need to be a firefighter and he could get back to his strategic thinking, growth of the company, thinking long-term, but also leading and coaching his team instead of fixing fires for them all the time. So you see, this is a shift that can happened very quickly, as my client's example has shown. And it took just a couple of days, not even a week, to start seeing the difference there. And that released so much time and headspace and energy for him to be better leader for his people, instead of feeling like he has to micromanage and control every single move of theirs. So if you catch yourself on that, if you feel like, okay, uh, I'm annoyed that my people are not really using their brains, look at yourself. Where have you might be a bit over-caring, And where have you might have taken it too far with your showing care for for your people in the way of taking their power away from them? Look at that. Try to fix it. Come up with your own creative way of how you can do that. Uh, How you can stop micromanaging your people and giving them the power to use their brains, their talents, their experiences for the value of, yeah, for the progress within the company, but also for their own learning and development journey so that it's more exciting to be part of your team. Second one. This is a tough one. I know that when when I notice it, it usually needs to be very diplomatic and gentle conversation because it can be difficult to change it, to identify the root cause for it in the first place. And sometimes um, to fix this issue, you need to go through some painful decisions like, like let some people go, etc. And this issue is the blame culture within the company or a team. And why that affects the autonomy of people is because no one wants to be the one to blame if something goes wrong. If the culture within the company or team is healthy and people are taking ownership and are there to play together as a team and to find solutions to the problems as a team, it becomes much easier to take risks, to be autonomous, to be self-going, because I know that I will be safe even if it goes wrong. People appreciate that I'm trying, I'm, I'm testing, I'm proactive, and so on and so forth. But if finger, fingers are pointed, fingers, fingers are pointed, and the person who took the decision when it goes wrong, then of course, no one wants to be that person all the time. It's not fun. And again, it takes away the power from people. To take decisions, to learn from their own mistakes, to learn and development, uh, learn and develop uh, both individually and as a team. So look at your own company and t- or, or team, and look at that. Is there healthy way of taking failures and also acknowledging the wins? And here, a simple step to start improving the culture within the team or, or a company could be this rule: you take group ownership of failures but an individual stands behind every success. And what I mean by that is that exact thing that we always bring the team together when something goes wrong. And we discuss it in plural first form. So start talking about failures as a team. What did we miss? What can we do better in these situations? How can we support you or each other next time? And again, it doesn't mean that if someone is underperforming, That by all means, you just uh, ignore that and uh, basically making the whole team work for the underperformance of one person. No, that's a completely different discussion of how to manage underperformance of an individual or the whole team. But start talking in those terms and see how that changes the dynamic within the the company or the team, the dynamic of decision-making Uh, what kind of solutions people are coming with, how proactive they are, and so on. And when something goes well, emphasize that achievement and make it clear that you see each individual behind that success. Say, well done, Peter, with this sales conversation with a potential client. We closed the deal, and I really appreciate how straightforward you were, how passionate you were about our solution, and how well you adjusted and customized that to the customer's needs. So put the person there. Again, it empowers them to see, like, hey, my contribution really matters, and I do want to be on that in that spotlight for a moment to be acknowledged for my passion, my ambition, my knowledge, my expertise, uh, my ideas, and so on and so forth. So that's the second one. Let's re- revisit both of them. The first one, the first issue is micromanagement from the leadership team, and here I suggest you to practice to sit on your hands. When people come to you with their fires, and you don't put out those fires, but you let them do that at the very most, let's say, for this for this period of learning for yourself, you coach them through the process, but you never solve the problem for them. The second one is blame culture. And here, set the rule of talking about us as a team when something goes wrong, but at the same time, emphasize the individuals who, who are behind the successes and wins for the team third issue. And that one is quite a big one. And there are a lot of things that you can work on to solve it. But if people don't feel empowered to act independently, there might be an issue with your hiring process. That means that either you're attracting the wrong people in the first place, or in the hiring process, you set a runner's expectations for future hires. And they come in thinking about the job and about the company, something very different from what the reality is. And here... Why I said it is a big thing because there are so many components and steps to it. There might be something in your branding in general. So how your company is perceived from, uh, from the out- in the outside world is very different from what is happening within. And that means that you attract a different kind of talent, not the talent that would fit and add uh, great value to the company culture and also the company results. So look at how your brand is shown on your channels, whether it's your website, your social media channels, the PR activities you're doing, how you're represented at the conferences, who is standing at your booth if you go to conferences and talks about your company representing it. So what are you representing there? The second thing that you can do here is audit your job announcements. Could there be anything there that is attracting a different personality type than what you want in that team for their job in your company in general? It could be a good practice to hire a consultant who will help you look at that from, for for example, the angles of diversity, equity, and inclusion. Is my advertisement attracting a certain type of people who are like me, for example? Maybe it's a blind spot of yours and you're just attracting uh, people with a similar background like you. Then it becomes difficult to be a, a diverse Cognitively diverse and truly effective team together and perform at a high level. Then also look at your interviewing process and onboarding. Are you fully transparent with what the job really entails? Are you testing the candidate for their approach to work tasks and things like communication style, way of handling their challenges, interests, ambitions, plans for the future? Can you really provide for them what they want from their development? Are you the right? company for that are you the right leader for that and the thing is that you might be sitting in front of an amazing candidate but you understand that you can't really give them what they want in their career development be straightforward with that maybe you can be creative and find a way to fit them in the organization if you're like this is ab- so freaking lootly the person I want to have on my team even though that's not uh, they're not gonna close the the gap that we have at the moment with this particular, Role, but can I find some other role or can I maybe provide them some kind of other opportunity in the meantime until we grow into the need of having that role that they want to cover? So look at those things and be honest and transparent with that. And maybe you can actually have that conversation. Hey, I would absolutely lo- love to have you on the team. This is not what I can provide, but let's together create a plan how you can help us to fill the gap that we need to fill right now on the team so that we can grow into being a company that can provide you those learning opportunities, those development opportunities for yourself, your development, your career. Have those conversations. They might be difficult to have in the beginning, but they're so worth it if, if there is the right candidate sitting in front of you. So again, to summarize this one, there might be some issue with your hiring process if your employees are not uh, autonomous enough, meaning that you might have hired the wrong people, wrong type of team players. Or you have set the wrong expectations and people just don't understand what is needed from them and what is expected from them. Have those conversations, review your processes step by step, hire external help if you, if you need to. And if you feel like there might be some uh, blind spots here, something that I don't know that I don't know, but it feels like that there is something happening here because in this part of the process, because the chain gets broken afterwards. So look at that and tweak those things, tweak the things. So in each of these three issues or whichever of them uh, resonated and you felt like, okay, we might, there is some space for improvement here. And when you tweak and improve those three areas, I bet you won't even need these trainings that people come and ask me for. You won't even get the idea of hiring a mind shifter to teach your employees to be autonomous. And as I said, I know this might sound triggering, and harsh what I'm talking about, but I really mean it well. This conversation is not to blame you, but to empower you to look at the real issue instead of spending your company money on a plaster solution that would demoralize your people even more. Because that is what happens when people are doing their best with what they get in their hand, and then the management says, Hey guys, we've hired Anna, she will come and talk to you how you can work on your own. People are just like, Fuck off, I can work on my own. You just need to get out of my way. So let's stop paying for those plaster solutions. Let's stop providing those plaster solutions and actually look at the root cause and work on fixing those root causes for the quote-unquote autonomy problems. And if you feel like I might be the right person for you to help uh, in your company or on your team, please let me know. I'll be more than happy to have a conversation about what we could do together to solve the root issue. But I hope that you take in those three issues, you're looking at them yourself, and you're already implementing some of those tweaks, and I guarantee you will see the result very soon. Let me know what you think, whether you have had any experiences with these issues before yourself as an employee or employer, how you solve them, what has your experience been with that. Love hearing from you every time. You can do that on LinkedIn analibel.com. I'm there. You can always find the link to that in the show notes or email me at info at analibel.com. Appreciate you, Genius Leader, for being part of this community. Stay safe. Remember that I see you, I feel you, and I really believe that you can be the Genius Leader, sustainable for you, your company, your team, and the larger community. Talk to you next time. joining us for this episode of the Genius Leadership Podcast. If you enjoyed the conversation, hit the subscribe button. Please rate, review, and share to help more people discover the show and become the better leaders. For more conversations about living in your zone of genius, connect with me on LinkedIn. Genius Leadership is an honest conversation about leading yourself and others, and it is my honor to be a guide in overcoming everything.